0: Good morning, Black Matter. It is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknots Morning 5 and Change. You may be expecting to see 24-7 sports director of recruiting Steve Wolfong here. He is in transit to the headquarters of the massive 24-7 sports operation. He is headed down there for national signing day coverage. National Signing Day is tomorrow. We have the dean of Ohio State recruiting here today to guide us through. Bill, how goes it?
1: Going well. We, uh, As you mentioned, Dan, we're on the eve of National Signing Day. Um, I think by now, you know, uh, this is the sixth, believe it or not, the sixth National Signing Day or first day of the early signing period. Time kind of flies. you know. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it's now been six years since the early signing period has begun. And I will
0: say it's probably not the epic site-crashing experience that it was for us uh, years ago, for example, when Terrell Pryor announced on signing day that he wasn't ready to sign yet and our site went huh. right into the crapper. Things have changed, the schedule has changed, have been more spread out, but it is a big day and a lot is going to be happening. We are a full-service Buckeyes podcast here, so we have to bring you all the news. And the most relevant news of the past week or so was the decommitment of Dylan Rayola, the number one player in the class of 2024, Kind of ironic that Ohio State got a commitment from the number one receiver in the class of 2024. Number two overall player, Jeremiah Smith out of Florida. And then almost momentarily, it felt like Dylan Rayola was gone. Very heavy vibes that he will be flipping to Nebraska. He has some familial hook to that. Of course, his father, Dom Rayola. Played center at Nebraska and in the NFL for, I think, about a decade. Your thoughts, put that in context now that you've had a few days. Ohio State added a player in the 2023 class and Lincoln Keinholz in the interim, another quarterback. But they're not going to get a quarterback rated higher than Dom Riola, considering he's rated number one and number one in the class. Talk us off the ledge, William. Well, first of all, uh, speaking of off the
1: ledge, glad you led into this with that. Um, people were even more on the ledge because they were worried about what does this do by the person you also mentioned, Dan, Jeremiah Smith. You know, does this impact his commitment? As you mentioned, he committed uh, right before Rayola decommitted. And immediately uh, the questions I was getting was, What's this do with Jeremiah? Well, the answer is nothing. He's still committed to Ohio State. I checked with uh, sources in Florida that uh, know Jeremiah well. They said it does not impact his decision. He's still committed to Ohio State. You know, basically, I told, oh, don't worry about it. It, it. It's not going to impact his decision. He knows Ohio State is going to have a good quarterback. Um, it, their recruiting of quarterbacks speaks for itself. It's going to, there's going to be a good quarterback, not Rayola, but somebody else, you know, uh, every time somebody decommits, the Ohio state finds a very, very good replacement. And there's going to happen at quarterback eventually, as far as Rayola, um, you know, you mentioned it. There's a lot of family connections there with Nebraska, uh, that would be the place that you would seem to think that he is going to end up. You know, we'll see. Uh, the, the Areola camp says everything is back on the table now, which, you know, maybe that even includes USC. Who knows? Um, at one point he was recruiting for USC before he committed to Ohio State. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But the the bottom line is, is that uh, Ohio State will fill that spot with a good quarterback and the beat will go on for the Buckeyes.
0: Just ask the uh, Manhattan hotels that have gotten reservations for an Ohio State quarterback at pretty much every one of the last few Heisman Trophy ceremonies, three different guys, three different uh, ceremonies. I think we should be just fine there. Um, they are recruiting at an, you know, just a ridiculous level for quarterback and for wide receiver. That brings us to National Signing Day, which is tomorrow. And Bill, we addressed this briefly before we got started. It's not what it used to be in terms of the be-all, end-all, site-crashing event, but what can we expect to happen tomorrow? I think we should probably do it like this. There are two big-time recruits that Ohio State is still in the mix for that are expected to announce tomorrow. Both defensive ends, Damon Wilson and Mateo Uyungle, There have been times in both of their recruitments I felt they would be Buckeyes. I can't guarantee this is one of those times. They've got some (laughs) other transfer possibilities of guys we can discuss later in the show. But let's talk about what you expect for tomorrow, kind of events-wise. Let's talk about Damon Wilson and Mateo Uyongale, And then, actually, let's bounce to Kayan Lee, the defensive back out of Georgia, because of all the guys who are expected... To digitally put pen to paper tomorrow. He's one that's been, there's been some concern about. So the floor is yours. I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> well, you know, kind of break it up into a couple groups. The high school group and, and then the uh, grad, or the transfer portal group, I would say. Um, high school group, as you mentioned, we're looking at the two defensive ends. Um, Mateo Uyangalea, who we don't know right now the exact, time that he is going to announce so we should find that out today um but you know i look at his and actually i look at both of these guys damon wilson the other one damon wilson is announcing at three o'clock tomorrow on on uh, wednesday um i look at him as, as ohio state or one other school in both cases uh, i've said for a long time since he made his official visit back at the beginning of September, that Damon Wilson's going to end up at Ohio State or Georgia. The question all along has been which of the two, and we still don't definitively know that. You know, you look at the crystal ball for Damon Wilson, and there aren't any Georgia picks in there, at least as of uh, a tiny bit ago when I looked, there weren't any Georgia picks in there. Uh, everybody feels like he's trending to Georgia, yet nobody has gone out on a limb and picked Georgia in the crystal ball. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, Uyungle, he uh, he does not have any crystal ball picks at all right now. Um, I think it comes down to Ohio State or USC for him. Uh, he has a final three that also includes Oregon, and some people feel maybe he'll end up there. My gut feeling is, no, it's going to be Ohio State or USC for Uyungle. And I will say that uh, some people – familiar with mateo um feel like that that might be trending a bit to usc at this point uh perhaps that makes a little sense you know he is a west coast guy um he's got a brother we all know dj and there's been a lot of talk that dj is going to end up at ucla or oregon interesting Uh, i still don't think Mateo ends up at Oregon, most likely. I think he ends up, like I said, USC or Ohio State. But wouldn't it be interesting if uh, if Mateo is at USC and DJ is at UCLA? You know, that would be kind of an interesting situation. But in any event, I think both of those guys, it's Ohio State or one other school, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, then you've got the transfer portal guys one of which is also announcing tomorrow offensive lineman Johnny Cornelius from New York uh, via Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island, or Rhode Island University. I'm not that familiar with Rhode Island. Yeah, I don't know exactly which way that one goes, but Rhode Island. Another Uh, hotbed of recruiting. Yes, Uh, but he uh, is from originally from Stepanak, New York, and he is going to announce his decision at 6 p.m. tomorrow. He has made official visits uh, to Ohio State, um, as well as Tennessee. He also has been to uh, Nebraska and Oregon, pretty wide open. He has not shown his cards at all of which way he is leaning, but we'll find out at 6 o'clock tomorrow who he picks. And obviously, you know, that's been a hot topic of Ohio State needs to get an offensive lineman that can play right away. Uh, one of them went off the board last night. I posted last night on Bucknuts that Jeremiah Byers, who also made an official visit to Ohio State, he was here this past weekend, he committed to Florida State, so he's off the board. So really we're talking three announcements tomorrow, Um, Cornelius, Mateo, and and Damon Wilson for our signing day announcements. You mentioned Kay and Lee. Um, At one point everybody had him going to – Auburn, one point recently. High State has fought that back some, but an interesting development last night uh, was that uh, Zach Etheridge, who was on the previous Auburn staff and who I mentioned weeks ago was a key player in this, he was the secondary coach on the Auburn staff. He had been recruiting to Flip K and Lee, and uh, Hugh Freeze announced last night that he will. Uh, keep Zach Etheridge on his staff. So that brings a little more intrigue to what Kay and Lee is going to do tomorrow. He's going to sign with somebody. Um, I felt pretty good about that one. If Zach Etheridge did not stay at Auburn, that, you know, leads to some intrigue with what's going to happen with Kay and
0: Lee. We're going to take a quick five second break here to pay a few podcast bills and come back. Bill, another guy who has uh, his name has come up, but we feel a little bit better about. Uh, it's also come up in terms with Auburn is uh, tight end Jelani Thurman. You're not as worried about him as Lee. I would be
1: very, very surprised if Jelani Thurman did not sign with Ohio State tomorrow. I- I've talked to him. He he really sounds good about Ohio State. He is. Uh, you know, while he had a great relationship and has a great relationship with Kevin Wilson, who recruited him and did a masterful job, I might add of recruiting him. uh, Of course, Kevin Wilson is headed to Tulsa to be their head coach, but Jelani is very happy that Keenan, Keenan Bailey is going to be, is the tight end coach in waiting for Ohio state. So that transition was made smoothly uh, as far as Jelani Thurman goes. And again, while Auburn has tried to flip him, I would be very surprised if he did not sign with Ohio State tomorrow. He is going to be an early graduate. He seems anxious to get to Ohio State. So I, I, I like I like the Buckeyes a lot there.
0: That would be a major buzzkill if Jelani Thurman went elsewhere. In terms of guys that maybe we didn't talk about enough who have just tremendous upside, he'd be one that uh, we definitely want to keep our hands on and- I get the feeling that they will do that as well, which is good. Bill, there's been a general vibe that the sky is falling Um, after the Michigan game. And then you combine that with the Dylan Raiola decommitment. One of the things I've tried to get across to people is that, and I say this literally once every two weeks, three weeks, is that guys who come to Ohio State, Yes, they're looking to cash in on the NAL. I get that. But these are guys who are looking to cash in in the NFL. Um, It's been well-known what they've done at receiver. I don't know if anyone's realized this. Uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are both, barring injury, going to go over 1,000 yards receiving this year. I'm not sure that's – I have to look that up. I'm not sure two guys from one school have ever gone into the league and had 1,000 yards receiving in their first year. And they're still lining up some other tremendous recruits. Nick Bosa is probably going to get NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Justin Fields has really burst on the scene. So I hope everyone is balancing that out with their vibes. Are you getting the sense on the recruiting trail that the sky is falling, that Ohio State has lost its edge, or is that kind of leftover angst that we all have as nutters? You know, the the sky is not falling, and recruits don't see
1: Ohio State any differently now uh, really overall than they did uh, eight months ago, for instance. Um, I'll give you a good example. Uh, When Rayola decommitted, I contacted a number of uh, uncommitted so far, 2024 quarterbacks, um, top 20 quarterbacks in the country, and each response that I got back was, if Ohio State contacts me or is interested in me, I'm going to take a good look at them. Uh, that was the overwhelming response. And Lincoln Keinholtz, you know, that's a kid that uh, is a really good, really good prospect. Ohio State all of a sudden decides that uh, uh, they may need a little bit of an upgrade of quarterback and they go out and find Lincoln Keinholtz and it doesn't take long uh, to get a commitment from him. Now uh, those guys are quarterbacks. Obviously Ohio State hasn't had any trouble recruiting quarterbacks. So the question comes back, well, high State's always uh, over the last, uh, three, four, five years, six years, seven years. have been able to recruit quarterbacks and wide receivers. What about other positions? Well, you know, uh, talking t- to players at other positions, uh, they are just as interested in Ohio State now as they were months ago. That hasn't changed. Um, Ohio State is going to be just fine. You know, they. if I go out, and, and I have uh, since the Michigan game, Talked to a number of defensive backs, a number of uh, uh, players at other positions. Their interest in Ohio State really hasn't changed. And now Ohio State will continue to recruit him. Um, They've got a guy at the top that kind of knows what he's doing, Mark Pantone. He's as good as it gets in this business. And when you have someone running the show like him, they're going to continue to recruit
0: well. So there you have it, people. You can walk the streets without uh, looking straight up and worrying about projectiles landing atop you. The dean has told you the sky is not falling. We will have complete coverage of National Signing Day tomorrow. You could probably get on here at about 6 a.m. and start soaking in all the coverage. We'll have reports on all the guys Ohio State got in-depth Uh, reviews of them from all of our best experts. It'll also be 24-7 sports. We'll have live broadcasting all day on their YouTube channel out of our headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. So it will be wall-to-wall coverage of National Signing Day. You'll have the dean there to guide you through. And as you can see from today's show, you're in good hands appreciate. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Dan, I might
1: add that uh, we'll have our, as usual, our National trying, uh, Signing Day Tracker. That will be live on our site around 7, or I should say 6.45 tomorrow morning. Uh, players are allowed to sign at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, and we'll be following that all the way through exactly who signs all day long. Again, we'll start around 6.45 with that tracker on our site. And we'll have all the coverage. Uh, our guys, uh, uh, Patrick Murphy and, and Steve Howagan et cetera, will be uh, helping out. And uh, it, it'll be an interesting day, to say the least. And don't forget about those big announcements tomorrow related to Ohio State. It, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there.
0: It may not be what it once was as National Signing Day, but we still fully support you calling in sick to work or school, whatever you need <laughs> to do to be the best possible Bucknutter you can be. We appreciate the Dean stopping by. Have a good one, Buck